Hi, and welcome to the Lead Your Day podcast. I'm Marilyn, and today I'm talking about my dates with Queen Elizabeth I. Every time I visit London, which is about once or twice a year, I go to the Portrait Gallery in Trafalgar Square. And it's the little gallery that's around the corner that not as many people go to. So it's usually, well, it's always quiet when I go in there. Everyone tends to go to the main National Gallery that overlooks the Trafalgar Square, that beautiful, imposing, iconic building. But if you go around the corner, you will find the Portrait Gallery. And I love it. You usually enter through the little shop and it's full of interesting things related to uh, to you know, various themes in the portrait gallery. But I go through and then I head straight up to my favourite place in London, the Tudor Gallery. Oh gosh, I love it. Now, as an art student myself in school and also an architecture student, I naturally have that, well, that aesthetic bent. I love that. But the reason I go to the Portrait Gallery every time I'm in London is so I can have my date with Queen Elizabeth I. Now you walk in and you see all the very big imposing portraiture of King Henry VIII, all the, all the famous Tudors. The ones I love the most, well the one that I love the most is one of Queen Elizabeth when she first came to the throne. She's young, the young Queen Elizabeth. And I sit there there's always a bench in front of it, never anyone sitting there. I love to sit there and just stare into her eyes and try and get into that head of hers. It's so real. I almost sometimes imagine that she's going to wink at me. She feels that real. And yes, I think the face is 3D, but the body is very kind of one-dimensional. It was the style of the painting uh, in that period. But when I stare at her face and her eyes... I'm trying to think what is going on in that head of hers. Think about it. A woman ruler, a woman tutor ruler. When in those days, women who spoke out were often burnt at the stake. So what do I see when I stare into Queen Elizabeth's eyes? I want to highlight three things. And it's not a lesson in history, and I don't claim to be a historian, but there's three things that I get. Now, every time I go, I want to get something new. So I could probably do this again next time I see her and see what else I get. But here's three things that I get from looking at her. First of all, she's human. She's not just that powerful brand, and she is indeed a powerful brand, and she knows that, or she knew that. She had every reason to fall apart as a human being. Henry VIII had her mother beheaded. She was labelled a bastard for most of her life. She was in exile most of her life. So in terms of on the scale, trauma, big T, little t, she had it. Now, if you or I had gone through that trauma, would we have the look in our eyes that that portrait that I'm looking at has in her eyes. Now, we, we're not there, so we don't know, and history books don't, don't, uh, ex don't express how she dealt with those trauma. But I kind of think there was something special about her to deal with it. Now, her portrait, you've got to remember this, the portraits, a lot of all, well, all of those Tudor portraits, 
the portraits are part of her brand and she's portrayed almost as godlike and it's very clever in image management and power dressing she's very iconic powerful uh, her her clothing her outfit her jewelry her stance the way she stood with the way she holds her hands what is in her hands it's it's part of the brand uniform and it's and it's yeah a very powerful strong brand but I look in her eyes and I know without a doubt she is still human. So what is going on in that head of hers? The second thing that's really noticeable is that she owns her role. It's not just a title. And I could even go further and say she is her role, not just a title. Despite the trauma and the patriarchy and the oppression that she would have experienced, she never doubted herself. And when I look into her eyes, I'm searching for a bit of doubt, a little bit of self-doubt, but I can't see it. Think about it. She was, she was royal. She was next in line. And so when she was that next in line and that the people came to crown her, she knew that. And she honestly, truly, from the depth of her soul, believed that she was God-appointed. And I wonder if we know that when we step into a leadership role of our own, because you're running your own business and you are stepping into a leadership role, can I tell you and I tell me, let's stop doubting our sovereignty. Now, when we we're in corporate, a lot of us were, we we're in a corporate role, we had a senior role, we may have been senior CEO or a director or a department manager. Uh, you know, we had a title and that gave us security. It gave us some definition. And when we stepped into running our own business, I see very, very clever, smart women come to pieces because it's self-awarded. And can I encourage us to stop doubting and step into that sovereignty like good old Queen Elizabeth has or did? I'm talking about her as if she's alive. She ain't. She's very much dead. Uh, the third area is, oh, I love this, is she's not just a ruler, but she reigns. So she reigns and she rules. Just think about those two different words. She reigns and she rules. And she has this energy that is immovable and strong and focused. And you can see it in every part of that portrait. And it, when I spin around and look at the portraits of her in her older ages, in her different ages as she grew old, it had that same immovable, strong, focused stance, look in the eyes and, and, and positioning. She was perhaps the most celebrated queen of all. And she reigned over the golden age. Isn't that beautiful? Wouldn't it be great if we could step into our sovereignty and rule over our own golden ages? She modeled to the world that women can thrive in power despite economic, religious and a massive political upheaval. Now, one of the ways that she did that, that she was human, not just a powerful brand, that she was her role, not just a title, and that she ruled and reigned, and this is a great way to end this podcast, is she didn't reign and rule behind a castle wall, or in our terms, she didn't hide in her office and just send emails or you know, an evergreen sales funnel. She got out and met 
her people face to face. Now, she used to do what was called an annual progress. And they've got records that she did about 25 of them annually, like every year. That is amazing. So she went out and met the people and the people loved her. And she had a long reign. How many, how many of us are thinking that long term in what we do? Wow. Can you see why I love having dates with Queen Elizabeth I when I'm in London? Now, I personally don't believe she was a feminist. She ruled as a monarch, not as a woman. She was an individualist. And I love that. What if we stop putting labels on things and just be the individual that we are? Elizabeth used her wit, her intelligence, and her learning to rule. It wasn't a male-female thing at all. Isn't it time we all stepped up in our leadership? See you tomorrow. Hey, can you do me a favor? I've got three things I'd love you to do. Number one, pause and hit subscribe right now. Then number two, share it with someone you know that needs to hear this. And number three, go and write me a review. Yeah, it's a bit of a hassle to go find what to do, but it's really worth it to get the message out. And then finally, set a goal to go for a daily walk and listen to this podcast, because the faster we can share this message, the greater the benefits. Thanks for listening and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.